0: The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up, and here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith.
1: Thank God this isn't our other show, because I'd have to say he's sitting across the table, and you're not sitting <laughs> across the table.
2: No, but, I, but I'm close. You're, I can, you're I close. Can,
1: I can see you. Do you want to give the audience your current situation? What's going on with you?
2: Uh, well, someone needed to hang out with my monsters tonight, so uh, if if you hear uh, anybody <laughs> yell, Fire. <laughs> I might have to run,
1: but as I was saying right before we hit record, we could have literally put two tin cans in a string, and you could have done the show that way.
2: Yeah, I could have done it there yeah. for sure. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I would. I. I. I really was disappointed, given uh, who's sitting in in my chair and and who's sitting mm-hmm. uh, either next to or across from them.
1: Next to. But we'll get Next to that. Two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, before we get to that, I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning. So, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And today's episode is brought to us by Target Sports USA, the official ammo sponsor of the gun experiment. Check out their own personal line of ammo, New Republic, which is super reasonable in price and comes in a whole host of great calibers. If you want the best deals possible, be sure to check out their Ammo Plus membership, which gets you 8% off, free shipping on all ammo orders, and a whole lot more, all for $95 a year. And uh, I love to ask people to subscribe, because if you want to get this great content, you have to be subscribed, and uh, that way you're notified. But also, leave us a five-star review on Apple, and leave a comment on Apple or Spotify, which Spotify is picking up a lot of steam, Keith. When we first started, Apple was the jam. And now like yeah. Spotify is like taking over on like on our statistics, like more people listen on Spotify than anywhere else. So I wonder if that's just like the podcast media that's. I just think tracking. that I think that like Spotify sort of like, you know, Apple was early to that game. And I think that like uh, Spotify kind of, you know, just took over or whatever. Caught up. Yeah. So anyway, two people did leave comments. So this is I was, see this. Yeah. This was on the uh, episode that just aired today um, with Varg Freeborn. So doctor, that's why he goes by doctor.
2: I, know, I actually know somebody who went by the name Doctor. I doubt it's the
1: same guy. But. Okay. So this is Doctor. Maybe he's your friend.
2: No, I, I don't think so. I do. <clears> I'll, all I'll, caps. Okay, I'll have to
1: look into it a little bit. All caps. Absolutely top tier. Have more episodes like this. This was over the top. Love the pod. Keep it coming. And then our buddy Rich Smith, who has uh, been really active lately. We appreciate that, Rich. Said, love the interview with VAR. Great content. Definitely enjoy the format. Guests are great and questions are in depth. Great to have a show that isn't just grabbing YouTubers and gun bunnies. We've actually never had a gun, a gun bunny. It's never happened. I mean, the one sitting across from me right now has been called a gun, <laughs> a gun bunny once in a while. Well,
2: they do dress in pink.
1: <laughs> one of them does. Yeah, so we're kind of getting in, uh, kind of giving it away a little bit. He Let's get into down this there. thing. I couldn't help it. Yeah, tonight's guest co-hosts have been on the show many times. Not only are they among some of our favorite firearms instructors, but they're also great friends. In-studio to chop it up with us, please welcome Sean Martin and Ben DeWalt from Onsite Firearms Training. How are we doing, boys? Did you say some of? <laughs> Some of. Some, Some of. of. Some Are you saying that uh, Steve Fisher's not a, not a great mean, firearms instructor? We're
0: right here in front of you with yeah. guns. We're really? literally right. <laughs> like it, yeah. That's fair. So we should be your favorite. <laughs> ah, okay. All right, all right, right,
1: I didn't want to insult anybody, but apparently That's I insulted okay. you. Insulted nah, everybody. We're good. We're good. Yeah, How you doing? <clears throat> we're doing great. So I have to say, normally, when I, when I do this, I would say something about, before we get into our episode, and I would do a, an ad read. But the ad read is for uh, on-site firearms training. Sweet. So I thought that you guys Sweet. could give your own ad read. No, we're I <laughs> want to see
0: you do it. <laughs> we're literally right here. We want to watch <laughs> yeah. you do it. We're going to watch do it you. it in front of
1: us. We're going to watch yeah. you. All right, we're going right to watch here. you while you do it. do it. That's real weird. That is. Especially when you sit in the driveway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't want to come early, so I waited outside till
1: 8.30. <laughs> do you really want me to do the ad read? I will do it. Yes. yes we're going really to make direct eye contact
0: while you do the ad read. That's
1: fine. I'm not going to look at you. Everyone likes to get their hands on a new pistol, or if you're like Big Keith, maybe a new FUD gun, but sometimes... We buy that gun at the expense of our own training budget. Well, I'm here to tell you that with on-site firearms training, you can have both. They have an extensive course offering at a very reasonable price, which means you can get your new gun and get some awesome training. They offer a huge course catalog, so you're guaranteed to find a course that meets your needs. Go check them out at oftllc.us. Didn't even make a hiccup with you fuckers. <laughs> no, and, it, and, that, and that was a new ad read. Like that was a rewritten one. I mi- I mixed it up, and that was before I knew these yo- yo- yokels. yokels? And <laughs> now you're <laughs> yo. yeah. Yeah, we're going to yeah, be yeah. on the show. We actually had another guest schedule tonight, and his car got smashed and grabbed. Ooh, yeah. really? And so he was like, "I could do it on the phone, man." And I was like, "I was like, just." Take care of your your stuff. Was it a cool car? I have no idea. (laughs) I I didn't get into it. I I just know. It's a 99 Civic. (laughs) Not so cool. (laughs) Is that what you drive? No. Okay. So how you guys been? Good. Good. Yeah? Good. Busy. Yes. Very, very busy. So I know Sean, Pincture Tactical. Yeah, buddy. I know that you went to CanCon.
3: Yes, I came back a few days ago. How was that? That was really cool. Yeah? It was in... Awesome privilege having Night Fishing bring me down and basically having me run yeah. around this gun show for two days just shooting suppressed guns while they take pictures and videos. That's awesome. It was yeah. very cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Any Anything in particular that stood out or things that you uh, were like really kind of, you know, kind of remember? So there was one
3: um, tie-on, I think, that make like titanium suppressors uh, that AJ does. Mm-hmm. They had a suppressed Smith & Wesson 500 lever gun, wow, which was really fun. That yeah. was cool, and you know I got up to shoot it, and AJ's filming. He's like, "Take your ear pro off." I'm like, "What?" Okay. No. He's like, "Trust me, take your ear pro off." I'm like, "If my ears start ringing, I'm gonna punch you in the nuts." Tw-
1: like Did an unsuppressed
3: twenty two. It really? was amazing how well wow. that suppressor was set up.
1: Wow. Right. Now, for the most part, because we've had we've had this conversation before in the show. For the most part, you were wearing ear pro for most of the suppressors you were shooting. I'm assuming.
3: Um. Yeah, well, that's also just because we live in our ear pro, so I yeah. just kind of left them on. Yeah, but comfort, comfort thing, like more. Uh, yeah, well, it's all, I mean, this, the the sort the ears that we use, they have the little gel, so it's like they're barely there. But yeah, I know I shot suppress I'm ear pro on everything just because it wasn't just pistols or like three hundred. There was like some five five sixes. I think LMT or Daniel Defense had like a suppress fifty. Jesus. So if you and if you ever shot a suppress five five six, it's like an unsuppressed pistol. It's still not quiet. It's yeah, well, just that, That's why yeah. I was saying
1: that because, you know, it's got, you know, it may be hearing safe, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you want to take a ton around. <laughs> it still doesn't feel good. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and so what have you been? What's going on? I know the training thing, obviously, but.
0: Oh, I've just been, I've been, while he's been out gallivanting being a celebrity, I've been working. So, you know, uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Uh, Someone just, has to support the Just came more. back from Pittsburgh. A uh, bunch of other, a bunch of other cities. That's um, home
1: for you, right? That's.
0: Yeah, that's the home. The home permanent. This is the home, New York. So yeah. Pittsburgh's. You know, I was born there. All my family's out there. So eventually, yeah. one of these days,
1: is that where your heart's at?
0: Uh, no, my heart's wherever wherever my gun safe is. You know, okay. <laughs> wherever, wherever the wife is as well. Yeah. Obviously, good answer. But she, I know, and right? the puppy like, right. and the dogs. <laughs> it's like who better yeah. throw that one in? <laughs> uh, but no, I mean eventually, you know, Western PA, West Virginia, Virginia, somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, gonna get out of New York one of
1: these days. <laughs> Get the hell out of here! <clears throat> so one dream, thing, dream of all New York, yeah, like us. yeah, right. Exactly. Seriously. So uh, we've talked to you guys enough. Actually, I was thinking about it. I've you've both been in studio a number of times. Yes, this is the first time you've both been in studio together. Uh huh. True. Yeah,
0: and you almost had a third tonight. Really? But she had some work to do. Oh, so.
1: really? That would have been cool. Yeah. I actually was thinking to get... today I'd like to do the uh, the husband wife one day. That'd, oh, that'd be, be cool. kind of like that combo would be cool. So I was thinking about it. Um, I wanted to just kind of make a quick announcement regarding OFT, but also with the gun experiment. So you and I were talking the past couple of days, Ben, and next year, so 2024, oh 2024 yeah. Ben is bringing in, as always, some really top quality instructors. Oh, we are
3: stacked next yeah. year,
1: man. And I, we were able to work it out. It worked out perfectly. Keith, you might not even know this yet, but we are going to have a bunch of them in studio uh, with Ben. Awesome. So we are going to be two. Oh, that's great. Two chopping it up, two repeats. We're going to have Steve Fisher in studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben, your one job is to get him out of here before midnight. Good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> and and Steve's uh, bigger than me. So. Yep. Can we, then, maybe we should just make that one a Friday night. Yeah, we really might have to consider that. <laughs> and then uh and then Jared Reston's going to be back yep. chopping it up. So, those are prior guests and then we have two that we have not been able to get on the show before and yep. just so worked out so we're going to have Chuck Pressburg. Yep. And, and Dan, Dan Brocos. Brokos. So, yeah. be
0: phenomenal. Those, nice. So, so, those four guys are the ones that that I train with and work with the most um and they're the ones that we host the most. Yeah. Um just phenomenal all four of them in their own way they're just phenomenal instructors like when you talk about like some of our favorite instructors um you know those are the guys though tim heron obviously as well yeah bob keller um anybody that we host that we host repeatedly and they're um, big names. I mean, year. like
1: if if you're listening and you don't know the names they are big names like, yeah like if you I can, don't I know I who attest. those if you
0: don't know who all those names up. are that we just threw out you're, you're really out of touch with the training community. Yeah. And, and I want to say no lie about that.
1: And, and just to kind of like, you know, I'm kind of giving you a, a little bit of a kudos to the idea of who you're bringing in, but I have to say, I'm starting to line up a uh, guest for 2024. And obviously those four are on that list. And then there's a few others that I don't want to announce yet, but uh, 2024, there was gonna be some like monster mm-hmm. uh, interviews going on in the studio. So Hell yeah.
2: Maybe um, I should pay attention to the names of the interviews when you send them to me. I mean, me on the it's so I just, far away. I just so, some of I just say yes. Yeah. I, I just say yes. We're
1: we're we're blessed to literally book out like months in advance, awesome. which yeah. is like really Great. like a blessing. So hey Keith, well, I'll bet
2: you'd be in studio for those guys, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I I, <laughs> well, uh, <you> know, I <laughs> can't be in with you all the time, Sean. I'm just it's you're you're too much fun. Uh, no, I get, too <laughs> much I get fun around in one you. room. I get, you. I get <laughs> you. All right,
1: so we're we're talking about training, and I want to kind of like kind of uh, segue here. One thing that I think we all agree on is the idea that if you're going to carry a firearm and you ever need to employ said firearm, that you better make sure, you better make damn sure that you know what you're doing and that the situation absolutely calls for deadly physical force. Yes. Yes. 100%. So, Keith, there is your segue for our subway vigilante. What's going on here?
2: All right. So- this vigilante was in uh, was in Astoria, Queens, and there was a, a woman who was a, appeared to be being attacked, and uh, this gentleman um, decided to get, you know jump in and say you know, hey, get away from her, and as he did that, he opened fired his uh, firearm in a warning shot, Mm-mm. and uh, this Mm-mm. did not go over well for this gentleman. Yeah, um, so he was arrested and. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. This is in New York City. Even if he has a New York City permit, which so is possible that was, that was, that was from a,
3: what I heard. There's three big no. Well, there's a bunch of big no. It, it was but, a
2: sensitive area. It was yeah. on a subway. No, I don't. So. Not even that. That's its own yeah.
3: thing. Free him. <laughs> yep. Free him. Yep. <laughs> but yep. for this thing in general, the guy, from what I heard, did not have a permit for the pistol. Okay fired warning shots that, I heard in a situation thing. that was not directly involved with him. So, yeah. those so three, yeah. not yeah. directly
1: involved. And even with that aside, mm-hmm. so I have the quote right here, the guy who was doing the Robin, uh, doing the Robin, he, he, he said to the woman, if you don't give me a dollar, I'm going to take your purse. No part of that statement says deadly physical force. No, right.
3: No, not directly. I mean, right? it could escalate, could escalate. From there, but from just that bit, and it's how like, how was no. he
0: going to take it? Yeah.
3: Right.
1: Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I read through this whole article and, you know, from what I understand, the guy's never really had a history. He's never been in trouble mm-hmm. before. It doesn't sound like he's like, you know, this isn't well, a back trouble. Up to, a tru- scroll, scroll back up. He back had pick. Yeah, I want to see that. A oh, tru- it's terrible form. Oof. Well, that's where I'm going with this. So <laughs> the guy's like, when that guy gets out, we're going to give him a class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy's not, not like a said troublemaker, does. but there was this guy from John Jay College. This like really kind of annoyed me. And this guy says, um, basically, you know, he talks about, the guy having bad form, he actually mentions that. Okay. So to, to your point, and he says, the reason we teach a certain stance and how to handle a firearm is so the bullet comes out and hits where you want it to, which is terrible. Mm. This was just bizarre. Just watch the video and you'll see that this, that why civilians shouldn't be carrying guns in the subway system. Well, and Brian like, Higgins, you come to our class and you show us how good you can shoot. Yeah, it, it just makes me laugh because it's like, that's the reason why someone shouldn't have a gun mm-hmm. in the subway? How about he made a bad decision, and that shouldn't dictate all of us and our yeah. rights? So the guy who never well, he really should be He's being held anything.
2: accountable for yeah. the bad decision, and that's right. what he should be. You know? right. so go back up to that mugshot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's rough. That's rough. This is the guy that did that. That was uh, the mugger. Yeah, the Allegiant mugger. So, like,
0: if we look at this guy, the panhandler Matthew Roche, this does not look like a normal person. No. This looks like you know, somebody normal. who probably should be getting either some mental health or counseling or probably should be in an incarcerated yeah. situation.
1: but yeah. Well, this is the mugger, right? This is the yes.
0: mugger. I or, mean, as, or as the politically correct term is, this is someone who should be experiencing co- uh, correctional facility
1: assistance rehabilitation (laughs) yeah well experiencing rehab part part of the issue one of the things i have an issue i was listening to something about this particular article and someone brought up a point that is interesting to me and so first off let me go by start by saying the guy shouldn't have pulled the gun that was all wrong all this stuff but the bottom of that article actually says you know we expect New Yorkers to help other New Yorkers, but you're not the police, and you shouldn't get involved in law enforcement situation and all this other stuff. But someone was saying, at what point, And this is more like a you know a manly man kind of thing. But like, at what point does like a man defend a woman? But right, like a woman's in need, a woman's getting hurt, a woman's being at what point? Now I'm not talking with the gun necessarily, but. They've made it so that they they don't want you to even interfere to help somebody. That's Like correct. like if you're better off walking on by because the liability from a legal standpoint, yes. right? The yeah. liability, right, is just too much to bear. And so while this guy went way overboard, mm-hmm. like it's not even smart to interfere at all. So from you, a legal standpoint,
0: you guys just had on what was it last week? You yep. had Varg. Varg, yeah. yeah. So in Varg, which, which
1: this goes right into that.
0: It's right in his book. Yeah. You know, on violence or what, violence, violence of, mind. of mind. I'm thinking of uh, Grossman. Violence of mind. He asks in the book, Who are you with the gun? So, yeah. are you, because you're carrying your gun, you're now some sort of Paul Kersey, you know, death wish vigilante? Right. And, you know, looking at this situation, he's asking the woman, Give me a dollar or I'm going to take your purse. Right. It probably would have been a lot less painful and a lot cheaper for our hero to have just said hey man here's a dollar right Mm -hmm. move on now the dude's life he's chosen to ruin his life over a poor decision that could have been solved with like hey man here i'll give you a dollar leave her alone
1: but even that right so so you bring up a good point because we just had vargon and we talked about the idea of like getting involved Goes against your mission of getting home to your family, mm-hmm. right? 100%. But, but so to your point, he could have said, hey, man, look, you know, here's a dollar. Just like, you know, let, let's just let's let it go. Yeah. That guy could have been like, fuck you. Now I want all your money. And now it just escalates because you were trying to like getting involved at
0: all. If you're going to get involved at all. Right.
1: It, oh, Definitely. If you're going to get that. Involved- but that that's reaction? my point. Is Varg had said on Varg had said on the interview that our legal system is a monster. Yeah, and that's the problem. Mm. Is that you can't get involved at all if you want to walk away unscathed from the legal system because you just don't know how how it's yep. going to escalate, and any way it escalates, it's probably not going to work out well for you in the long run. Anyway, on the other side of this coin. <laughs> So our next article is uh, entitled Jewish Americans are turning to firearms to stay safe. And so owner of a uh, gun shop, it's Hyatt's gun shop. I looked this up. It's in North Carolina. <laughs> reported that normally this time of year, he is seeing lots and lots of hunting supplies being sold, lots of hunting <laughs> rifles, hunting ammunition. But right now he is selling handguns and AR-15s out the door. Fuck yeah, he is people are specifically America. saying- we're jewish and we're buying these guns for protection and uh we don't like the things that we're hearing and you know we're nervous and we we want to be able to protect ourselves
0: in in this day and age right now where we're at 2023 there are still anti-gun liberal jews out there yep and it blows my mind yep that you know, a group of people that have had to deal with as much shit as they have had to deal with yeah. in history. Yeah. Uh, you know, who have a slogan of "never again" are still anti-gun. Well, a lot of them
1: have and, said, "I don't like guns, but I feel like I need one right now." Yeah. And, and I I'm, and I think there's a fair
2: amount of them who have been, you know, more two-way leaning more and more over the last decade, oh, yeah, or even absolutely. longer than that. You know, we certainly hope so. Um,
0: we had a big, I, we had a big uptick. In Jewish attendance in our classes back when that Easter, Passover, Easter, Passover, um, home invasion with the knife happened in Muncie. Oh, yeah. The rabbi. Right, right. We had had like three months straight, nothing but like Hasidics coming into classes. And it was fantastic. You know, we're Mm -hmm. all for it. Arm everybody that, you know, is a good person wants to defend themselves. I'm actually but, in the oops oh, sorry. I'm actually in the process
3: of booking a lesson and a group together of guys a, a Jewish security company who guard synagogues. Yeah. I met them the guys I met at Artemis yeah. a couple weeks ago. I'm actually in the process of getting helping train their security team to protect their synagogues because yes. of this exact same thing. But you know to, to
0: th- this day, there are still Jewish politicians that are anti-gun, people in the in the media that are Jewish that are anti-gun. And it just it just blows my mind that you'll still see a no firearms allowed sign at churches and synagogues. Yep. And not like, hey, bad guys, you can't, but like nobody, congregational <laughs> people cannot bring a firearm in to protect themselves or to protect the rest of the congregation. And that just blows my mind to this day that that's still a, a, a mental thought process. So Keith,
1: like, you said something a, a few episodes back. Um, I think we had Peter Tillamon. And you said something about the anti-Semitism, about it, like comparing to like uh, like racism, I think is the is the way you were kind of comparing like other races. Well, it is racism. No, right. And you were saying that people kind of ignore that. And yeah. I, I have they, to they, say- They keep them separated. They right. Don't,
2: they, don't, they don't think anti- being anti-Semitic is racist. racist.
1: And I have to say, like, I kind of, I don't think I understood the point where you were talking about, but you were talking about the, the number being on the rise. This is right after Hamas had happened. And Correct. The Hamas, I didn't real, and, and I'm going on record correcting myself. I did not realize how much it spiked after oh, yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think I assume like, Oh, like most people, like they have to realize how wrong this is. And it's amazing how much anti-Semitism has increased since that. It's like, what is going on right now?
2: Hmm. I don't pass those article. You know, um, I have like a, a, a dedicated time uh, throughout my day usually early morning and late at night that I, you know, dedicate to reading, you know, things that I'm interested in. And um, there, I do not send these articles to you, but there are countless articles every single day of specific anti-Semitic, um, cr- you know, I don't want to call them, I don't know if I should call them crimes because it's really a freedom of speech thing, but, right. you know, um, examples of, of that kind of uh, racism. And, uh, it's, it's just getting out of hand. Like, it's just crazy. I don't even, I I guess, you know, if you're doing it under the pretense of like, you know, uh, I just don't like you.
1: Yeah. Well, and to bring this back to the, bring this back to the gun conversation, I don't understand. And I do understand. I know that politicians don't give a shit about logic and they don't give a shit about your rights. A lot of them. But the, the part that blows my mind is you're not able to protect these people. Right. So like they want to protect themselves and in many States like our own, you're going to tell me what I can and can't own to protect myself and my family, but you can't do it. You can't give me a 24 hour security detail. Right. And so it's you're a mystery.
2: Me, this is the mystery, but yeah, you know, it, I, it's they, just they, frustrating. You know yeah, this how is quite we talk about, yeah. Yeah. You know how we talk about, uh, you've mentioned Sean Herring talking about the, um, the dangerous, um, freedom fruit dangerous freedom. Right. Yep. It's almost what would be what I'm trying to describe is what would be the opposite of that, the dangerous save. laws, like the dangerous peaceful you know? slavery.
1: Yeah, that's exactly that's. Well, what would you say peaceful,
3: peaceful slavery? Yeah. Or okay, save, there you go. Oh, slavery. there you go.
2: Okay, so perfect. So that's almost what they want. What when that they is, what don't they, want? That's, when, no, that is
3: not almost. That that's it. Yeah, because like Mike was saying, it's like oh they can't protect us because that has already failed at the societal level. So they're going to make more arbitrary laws to keep people like you and me and us here who have never done a bad thing in our lives. Right. To being punished for these people that we are never going to interact with. So
2: this is, and I, and maybe, you know, again, here we go. We're going down. This rabbit hole is going to get one layer deeper now, and then we might have to move on. more of a black hole, but okay. (laughs) You know, this is maybe why the, the, um, Bill of Rights is what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not, it goes back to this particular discussion of the Second Amendment not being political. It shouldn't be political. If you want to be peaceful slaves, go ahead and do it. If you want dangerous freedom, you should be allowed to do that too, Mm -hmm. right? And because there's a side that wants the peaceful slavery, and because there's a side that wants dangerous freedom, ultimately it will end in the middle, which is where it probably should be.
3: Mm -hmm. That's fair. I guess the question is
2: what is the middle? Well, the middle is is wide is a wide spectrum, but it's it's all you can have if you want freedom, right? Yeah. Like you can't yeah. you can't have all of the freedoms you want without any one of them. You I'll take
0: me? fuck around and find out for four thousand, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Exactly. Well, <clears throat> uh, aside from that craziness, uh, there is also an uptick in selfie related injuries and deaths. Yeah, this is wild. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I know we've all seen articles of somebody yeah, it's like literally Darwin Award. Darwin. Yeah, right. yeah, the Darwin Awards. Somebody clean up, clean up program. Somebody not believing that the hot springs at Yellowstone are hot. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Look at this, like, guy. Look at this guy. Yeah, yeah. We've all he, seen that he, happen. He doesn't before, look happy so.
3: taking that selfie either.
2: <laughs> no, he doesn't. Right. So, I mean, the other thing that I found interesting in this article was the median age of these victims are 22, 20, 22. So they're young. So, you know, they don't have the experience, I guess, of like, oh, shit, I can fall. I'm not yeah. really. It's not um, really so interesting So can we talk about surprising. what this was?
1: They were saying that the most common deaths of selfie-related, selfie-related deaths is falling from heights like cliffs or waterfalls and drowning. <laughs> yeah. drowning. Mm-hmm. drowning was second
3: most.
2: <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about a couple of the recent ones. So... A Brazilian woman celebrating her 33rd birthday fell to her death while taking a sunset selfie at the cliffs. And uh, that was in 21. And then a British tourist, 21, also fell to her death uh, from a cliff as well. And then uh, that was in uh, January 20. And then another one was taking a photo and uh, nicknamed the selfie rock, believe it or not. (laughs) And uh, she uh, fell to her death. And then uh, let's see, climbing a fence, someone fell, and uh, yeah. So there are all kinds of ways to die.
1: So what I found funny about this is we were just talking <laughs> about dangerous freedom, and so you said Darwin, Darwin mm-hmm. Awards, right? It's like yeah, it's how like, are we listen, protecting these people? If yeah. you, well, if you want to take a selfie uh, leaning over the edge of a waterfall and yeah. you happen to go over, well, hey. You're free. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're free electricity but, can
3: kill you yeah. <laughs> but,
1: but they, falling
3: rocks and trains yeah, and dumb yeah. Our,
1: to our, die. our government wants to <laughs> even cause to even die. create some rules around this right they're talking about putting signs up and you know r- making rules and laws and it's like man you know it's like uh it, this one made me laugh because it's just like such a modern problem Right? This like, first world problems. Yeah, this is yeah. first world problems. It's like this was not happening, you know. I mean, were people doing this like a Polaroid, you know, like chink, yeah. and like taking the photo the
3: out? 1920s with the big, you know, extendable camera standing out in the street. Exactly. Getting hit by a horse
1: and buggy. It's definitely, I have a, a, a camera also, in my pocket at all times. Mm-hmm. Kind of problem. Where do you find these? This
0: is Australian news. Keith finds a lot of weird so, articles Miss so, yeah, Luba like, and her husband oh took photos yeah. after climbing a fence, and other people were also there queuing for a photo queuing queuing let's all queue up for a photo mm, shall yeah, we yeah it's
3: quiet mm.
1: keith is keith has one superpower in my opinion it's finding ridiculous articles he's very good at it Oh, i'll, I'll, these are I'll credit good.
3: that these are kind of wacky won't disagree
1: before we move on i want to briefly talk about four patriots survival food for months you've heard keith and i talk about how much we've enjoyed the product and how great they've been to work with they offer survival food and so much more and now they've done something awesome just for our listeners the folks at 4Patriots set up a special page for you at 4Patriots.com forward slash gun experiment 10 so that listeners of this podcast can get weekly discounts and deals. But act quickly because the deals will change each week. Remember, head to 4Patriots.com forward slash gun experiment 10 each week and grab those deals. So Keith, I have to tell you uh, a very funny story. Okay. Actually, I'm, let me let me lead in for the listeners out there. So Keith sends me this sort of bit for the show. And he says, "I think this would be cool." And so it was an article about what cars would make you lose respect for for someone, right? So, like maybe like the one yes. in the article is driving an H an H two Hummer would make you lose respect for for just someone. annoying. A PT Cruiser. That was one of them. Did you read the article? <laughs> no, I just, that just
2: PT Cruisers are less offensive than H twos. Yeah, which, which I disagree. I I think the PT Cruise is worse. Yeah. No, that
1: is worse because you can like there's have no some sort of utility. Well, the article yeah. said the guy in the article said if you got a PT Cruiser, like maybe you inherited that thing. Yeah. But an h 200 like you made a decision. <laughs> you bought that. that yeah, thing. you bought that thing. You know. <laughs> so Keith sends it to me. and He says, "What about this concept? Yes. But instead of being cars." firearms or gear that would make you lose respect yes, for your shooting go. buddy and i let's so do when these guys agreed to come on the show this is going to be the rest of the show Somebody were, this they were grow. like they were like my dude yes i got a list oh i can't wait <laughs> so i've things. never seen two grown men so excited on a <laughs> but this is message. shit
0: that we deal with uh-huh. all the time it is
1: five six it days is. a week so can i lead off with one of mine go because i know you guys want to go on oh, sending. i have a couple okay okay so my first one is if i if i see someone rocking and i'll use the brand name but it's anything like it if i see an uncle mike's holster done right done you're you're absolutely zero credibility (laughs) yeah do we
3: uh, we all agree. Yeah, no, those 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 leather, not leather, those nylon, neoprene,
0: neoprene whatever. They, they're wallets. Let's be. Yeah. They're, Especially they're wallets the, the ones on that are outside the waistband with the mag carrier in the front of it. Yeah. Uh, the little yeah. velcro mag carrier. And then carrier. the snap,
1: like it has the snap.
0: That oh, you pop it fits on. one. Well, it fits the, a bunch of my yeah. guns, and mm-hmm. I can put a mag in there. <laughs> my favorite
3: one is when somebody gets a left-handed inside the waistband, but then puts it on their belt on the outside <laughs> on the right, and it's and like it flaps around. Yeah, it just. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no so nothing says you've done no research, you've talked to nobody in the know and I have no idea what I'm doing like that. Tell
0: me you know fucking nothing without right. actually telling me. Can
1: you. we can we argue can we make the argument that that is super super fud stuff too? Oh, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. it's oh, not cool. quite it's not, le- it's not I leather because you can buy I that, 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 that shit you can, no,
2: I disagree. You, As a uh, fud, shut up disagree. fud. You
0: can <laughs> buy that shit in Walmart for $20. Yes. yes. If you he, can buy it in Walmart, don't. Keith's <laughs> going to say a leather holster is more fuddy. Yes, I, I absolutely uh, would say
3: it's more funny, because it costs more, and you have to make the conscious decision <laughs> yes, to go like and buy Hummer. that leather one. It is the
0: H2 of holsters. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
2: That's pretty good. Now, uh, I do no, want to preface
3: all these it. things. I'm sorry, Keith. I want to preface all this. Like, if you are an uneducated, like, new shooter gun owner, and you haven't learned anything yet, you get a little bit of a pass. But, yeah. like, if we've met you no. before, or, like, no. eh, like, if they've <sighs> never taken a class,
1: never heard anything. <sighs> Keith. Do you have something on this list?
2: Well, I, I, I would like to respond to Sorry. the fact that Uncle Mike's uh, is is fuddy. It's 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 not fuddy. I, I think the vast majority <sighs> of people Some I in think there, the bud. people fall into they don't know. They're new shooters, you know, they get that it's, it's, is a category
3: cheap. of Uncle Mike's owner. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I would we, agree. There's also plenty I think of it's dudes a, who I, are I, funny
2: I'm, I'm even those. going as so far as to say it's a it's a big percentage of of the uncle mike's it's, it is holster definitely new owners. gun owners it was it is
1: definitely new gun owners it is also like the guy that just like you know it's also lazy gun owners i mean i'm using fud but it's just i don't i don't really want to describe it any further than that.
0: <sighs> we have i i, have I compiled this list because this is what we see on a regular basis and the first one is the tiny guns uh-huh. your firearm selection oh i need a tiny gun so i can conceal it This one, this is my carry gun, and I shoot it like crap. My range gun's much bigger, but you know, I can't carry it. Well, why not? Because I have a crappy holster, this Uncle Mike's. It's too big. Um, I can't carry it. It's too big. I can't carry it. But
1: you lose your. That's a personal choice, right? Like what gun you carry is a choice. You are
0: sitting here in a class with your Hellcat, your 365, Mm -hmm. your Glock 42, or 43, and your target looks like a Swiss cheese board. And you're telling me. Yeah, I shoot this gun like shit, but it's the one that I carry because it's small and it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you're carrying the worst possible gun that you shoot. Like you have so, a, you have a gun that you shoot much better, but you choose to sh- to carry and protect yourself and others so, with the one that
1: you shoot like crap. So I will because we've had this conversation. I have switched to a carrying a bigger gun most of the time, mm-hmm. most of the time. And it, and you're 100% right. It's easier to shoot. It's a, it's easier to handle. And if you had
0: to choose a gun that your That's life the depended one. on, That's the one would you sure. want
1: this tiny little
0: piece of shit gun or do you want something you can get both hands on? That is true. But yes. if, and then, you're,
1: if you're not going to carry it because of, let's say, the clothing choice you happen to be mm-hmm. wearing or the whatever, would you rather someone at least... Train and get good with that small one as well. Well,
0: that's the other side of it. You actually, if you're if you're if you're dead set on that, then you have to train. With then them. you need to get you, really good you with you it. Need, that's an unfortunate. Is everyone unfortunate out problem. there is depending on you to be really good with it.
1: So the other one on my list, going with that small gun thing, is I would lose respect for someone if they say, "Oh, I I I carry every day," and then they show. I say, "Well, what's your carry gun?" And they show me a two shot Derringer. I would. I would I'd rather
0: see somebody carry that than a Hellcat. <laughs> I second that. I will second that. Fuck me. By
1: the way, you hate that company, don't you? We're
0: getting there. We're getting It's on the list. Yeah. So the other one is your choice of guns. So let's say you do decide, hey, I'm going to get a bigger gun, but you show up with any of these. High Point 9C, any Ruger semi-auto pistol. <laughs> Springfield XD of any variety or model, XDM, Preach. XDS, XD, XD trash, or a Rock it. Island 1911. Crap. People show up with these awful guns, and I'm like, why did you buy that gun? I would have lent you 50 bucks to get a 320 or a fucking Glock. Yeah. I, instead of having I, I respectfully spend, like, don't
1: agree. I want a Yeet Cannon in the worst way. I have <laughs> a Yeet Cannon.
0: I, I will not shoot it. I actually have one that says Yeet Cannon on the side, one of the that limited right ones here. that they did. I will
1: give them, I will, of that that group that you mentioned of that group, I respect them for just admitting what they are. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like oh, they, they know, they, they know, they very, know. Self-aware. Yeah. very self-aware, very yeah. yeah, self-aware. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Alien gear holsters, not because they're unsafe. They just fall apart. Yeah. yeah they're, I, they're, every they're cheap. Alien, they are cheap. Gear, alien gear holster that we have had in a class has fallen apart in some way. So I've seen the entire shell of that interchangeable mm-hmm. one. Yes.
1: Just completely so crumbled. My, to pieces. my first holster that I ever bought was one of the leather backs with the Kydex front.
0: Uh, Speaking of the crossbreed holsters or other hybrid holsters, which is the front is Kydex and the back is leather or neoprene or some sort of fabric, because eventually your love handles and your sweat (laughs) and any other protruding parts of your human anatomy are going to cause that hybrid sort of back splash to fold over And now you have to incorporate your support hand in moving that out of the way to get the gun back in the holster, which puts your fingers of your support hand right in line with your muzzle Uh as you go to holster up.
1: I also don't like with those, and it's, you know, maybe maybe unlikely. But the fact that it's a knock kydex on the back, that there's material, right. at some point there is, a, there is the possibility of that breaking down and moving in towards the trigger guard and making a mold where it could actually – Well, cracks, the leather ones do it. If
3: you sh- use a hybrid holster long enough, it will like mold in shape to the form of your – and you can see the trigger guard where it sits. And right. theoretically, over time, it could make its way
1: in there. I but mean, it, again, it, it might it, – Checking your gear is important, mm-hmm. but and it might take a long time. Take but years. It's just it's not going to be as safe no. as Kydex. No. Period. No. The 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 system around the gun yes. is the holster and the yes. belt. I got to pigeonhole you guys to like sum it up to give me four more things. Okay. Okay. Jump on it now.
0: Cheap ass optics. Yep. Burris Trash Fire. ADE Optics. Uh, Walker's Ear Pro. Tell me you don't want to invest any money in proper ear pro by actually not telling me and showing up with a pair of walkers. Get some safari lands. Get some contacts. Get some MSAs. Get some quality ear pro. Spend a couple hundred bucks on it. Uh, here it comes. Are you ready? Clothing. Yep. Number one, men. <clears throat> Attention, all men. Attention, all men. Do not wear sweatpants outside of the home or outside of the gym or in any situation where you are not going from the home or from the home to the gym or yes. from the gym to the home. Dress like a man. Wear pants <laughs> with, a, with a sturdy belt if you are going to carry a gun. What if, if I'm going to the
2: studio, Ben? Because I, I sometimes wear, wear sweatpants pants.
0: What happens if you fall down outside and roll down the hill and your sweatpants fall down? Then we I mean, all got to look at your ass in the newspaper. It would only be uh, very
2: close, and it would be gnar- night time. So, so sweatpants
0: are, are just a no-go, right? That's, like, that's for chicks, dude. Like <laughs> Dress like a man. And then finally, my ever favorite, the shoot-me-first vest mm-hmm. slash fisting, yes. fishing vest. Almost said fisting. Fisting vest. Uh, slash, <laughs> slash photographer vest. Everybody knows underneath that vest... Is your Rock Island nineteen eleven <laughs> in your leather holster, <laughs> <laughs> in your in your Uncle Mike's with the extra mag oh, on the front God, of yeah. it? Also funny as hell. Also mm-hmm. fucking funny as hell. Yeah, that the, that fishing uh, vest is that's the other pet peeve. Like, who are you fooling? Like I said, this is shit that we see five six days a week. Oh yeah, and sometimes people know better, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes people say, ah, you know, uh, you know, I got this AD, ADE optic because you know I couldn't afford the couldn't afford the hollow sun and i'm like bro that is fifty dollars more yeah for a quality optics spend the extra fifty dollars stop going to starbucks for three days in a row and you'll have that money
1: (laughs) holy shit wow okay all right yeah, you, you all right? Yeah, we're, we're, good. Good. Man, we're good. We're good. Man, I, I feel like a literally <laughs> like six months of training vent. Yeah, just, that was therapy. Oh. That was a little therapy. And we're, we're, we're not venting
0: well. because we want to rag on people. <clears throat> we just want people to be better. We want people to take this seriously and make better choices about the gear that they have. Yeah. Right. Anyway. If you were if you were really into golfing, would you go and buy golf clubs at Walmart? I'll, Got maybe Keith. to start. Maybe to start. I'll say <laughs> I'll <laughs> say
2: one thing. Uh, I've already started looking at uh, some replacements for my walkers.
0: <laughs> msa sordans yep sordans
1: yeah. are the way Supreme to go man pro x and so what i would say you is will this. not regret so because so, you boys unloaded everybody does it right i mean yeah. a lot a lot of people i don't have the money i don't have the money whatever you're but slowly but surely try to upgrade to better stuff that's that's mm-hmm. really that's really the takeaway here is if you're you know if you're if you have something that you're like you know i got this when i started out but I, I realize now I should maybe yeah. get something a little better mm-hmm. work towards getting something that's a little bit. Absol- better. And
3: there's a if lot you just of just didn't
2: know
1: budget.
3: I, if you don't know, it's one thing, but yeah. I always tell people there's like plenty of budget options. You can get, you know, Glocks, <clears throat> blue line. There's certain entry level hollow suns that will get you a very long way. Just starting. Yeah. You don't have to go on Amazon or eBay or wish or all. Of th- you can get decent stuff at a right. decent price that will carry you a very long way. Yeah,
1: for sure. So speaking of things that you might be embarrassed about. Oh, okay. Interesting segue. uh, The NRA is slowly dying. And I I am a lifetime NRA member. Okay. Um, Keith and I, a while back, we did uh, an interview with Tim Mack um, on his book, Misfire, Inside the Downfall of the NRA. And Keith, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was really eye-opening for you and I. Right? I mean, I, I felt that way. <clears throat> oh, yeah. For I sure. learned a I ton. Mean, and, you know, we recently went to the Second Amendment Foundation's conference and uh, had some conversations with people there about just, you know, that it's a shame what's happening with the NRA. But this article, uh, you know, talks about the, 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 the death of the NRA. So what do you got for us?
2: Talking to Tim and reading that book, it, it gave us kind of a, you know, a peek behind the curtain, so to speak, of what we all think of or thought of, of the NRA growing up. And if you don't, you know, by now, I think it's a little more mainstream that there's some trouble over there. But, you know, this article that I sent over, let me start with the reason why I sent it over. The reason why I sent it over is it, to me, after I got done reading it, which I thought it was a pretty fair article overall, pretty much in the middle, maybe a little leaning left. And that's what made me want to send it was that little bit of lean. And it was to make sure that everyone knows if... You know, okay, we're talking about those cheap holsters and cheap optics and things that you got to do. But if you have some disposable income to send to, you know, supporting the Second Amendment, please do so. Don't, does not have to be the NRA. There are lots of other, you know, avenues to do. Firearms Protection Correlation, um, Second Amendment Foundation, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, Both both are good.
3: Both are good. There's
2: plenty of good lobbying agencies. Yeah, so don't, don't, don't not, don't not do it. I actually met them at CanCon. They're cool. Um, so, you know, this article went on to talk about how, you know, back in 2013, uh, you know, pretty boy Wayne had said that, uh, the NRA was on the fast track to growing to 10 million members. And since that time, uh, they've, you know, really haven't budged much at all. And in fact, their budget has, uh, been reduced, um, you know, by 52% over the last, uh, couple of years. Oh. And, um, it's they,
0: nine million of those members were over the age of seventy five. Yeah, yeah they're planet. right. They were
2: lifetime members that probably died. You're, that's that's a very good point. Um, they're uh, they're down to four point three million members, and they're really not lobbying the same way they were now. There's many reasons for this, right? They've got Tish on their back in New York, Tish, <laughs> and uh, they've you know they're, they're they're battling all kinds of accusations on Wayne. They've got. In fight amongst themselves. They're, you know, bouncing around between, you know, management internally and things like that. So they, they've got their own struggles. They've got their own issues going on. And that contributes a lot to the not being able to, you know, go after Second Amendment litigation or lobbying quite the way they have. But, um, you know, it's, it's gotten to a point where we really need to start looking at, um, you know, some of these other, other groups and other places. I mean, yeah. I almost feel like my impression from going to uh, you know, Arizona and, and, visiting with, um, second, with amendment, second, second amendment, amendment foundation that they really are kind of like a silent, uh, giant that's growing. Yeah. And well,
1: can, I, can I interrupt really quick? Yeah. Cause but when I was reading this article before I read it, I was like, well, maybe this is the way things need to be. Like, it's like when a corporation, does something and fails it opens up a vacuum right it opens up space for another company to kind of take its place and so i thought well maybe these other groups like this gives them room to kind of grow and to do something better and it actually does mention that at the bottom of the article does yes it also mentioned that gun control groups are like you know this is celebration for them and while i don't really like that maybe it's kind of good to let them think they're winning, right? Like let them think they're winning while other groups kind of quietly just kind of move in and behind the scenes, like let, let the, let the NRA take all the heat, let let them kind of, you know, get, you know, Oh yeah. You know, we're breaking the backs of the, of the, of the gun lobby. And meanwhile, you get other quieter groups kind of silently doing the work. The problem
2: I see with that is that it builds momentum on that side. And there's a lot of power behind momentum. That's true. So, you know, I, I I almost want to say that those other groups have to figure out a way to work together. I don't want to say consolidate because I think competition is good, um, right? I, yeah. I think that would help prevent something like what's happened with the NRA from happening again is if there's good, solid competition. But it has to... They've got to figure out a way to work together because we really have, in my opinion, a... um. Uh, what 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 term I'm gonna just say it in simple terms we have uh we have a problem with our side getting out to vote unanimously and and oh, yeah, voting together and i think if if they can kind of you know get on the same page and and work this into a situation that it should not be a political situation then or a political discussion then then maybe there would be uh, some momentum in the other direction yeah I but, mean
1: part of the problem with the nRA i mean aside from the lobbying part. Is for a long time, they were sort of the like de facto sort of gun safety, gun training sort of yep. They you still know, that's, are, unfortunately. And 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 the problem is, and, and I and I'll kind of say it for Ben as I sit across from him, like, you know, that's like the the when you get your NRA certification, like that is the bare minimum, the bare bones of like, okay, good, you have a piece of paper that says you it, can teach and that is really, square
3: one for teaching.
1: Right. And it is not it is just not Enough, you know, it's not adequate. You know, I, I've I've trained with mm. people or I've met people <laughs> who are you know NRA certified instructors in there, and it's just like I don't even it's like sad. talking to them. You know, it's like uh, it is a
3: very unfortunate thing because people, you know, go th- they they spend the two hundred or two hundred fifty depending on where you go, you sit there for the two days, you you shoot the circle at fifteen yards, and oh, I'm an instructor now, and it instills this. Significant false confidence in people. Yeah, because ben, ben will back me up on this. Is that you know we go places whether we're hosting a class or we're hosting an instructor or we're training with an instructor. We're at a match. People ask, oh, you know, they see us shoot and they're like, oh, you know what do you guys do? I'm like, oh, we we teach, we're instructors. And the guy goes, oh, I got my NRA and we try not to vomit in front. I try of not them. to
1: laugh. Yeah, like I had a I had a but guy that, who. But that's what's sad about it, though is that that that's what the yeah. NRA. So we come had, a, I, had
0: a, I had a guy that wanted to rent out. One of the ranges, it's a range that I handle the rentals for. I'm not going to drop names, but I said, All right, I need your credentials. I need, you know, everything about what, you know, your company. Well, I don't have a company. I'm just an NRA instructor. And I said, All right, well, I need a copy of your instructor liability insurance. Well, what do I need that for? And I need to see proof of medical training that you can help someone who's been injured. Oh, well, I have a friend I can bring in for that. And I'm like, So you're just an NRA instructor? That's it. Yeah. Well, what do you want to teach? Well, I want to teach people. So, you know, self-defense shooting and, you know, moving and shooting and combat style shooting. And I'm just like thinking to myself, well, when did you get your certification? Well, I got my certificate last month. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, no, you're not using our range. Sorry. Goodbye. Click.
1: Yeah. And what's sad is to the, uh, the, you know, new person who just got into guns, they don't know any different and they're going to go train with that guy.
2: I think it goes back to the fact that you know that NRA training certificate is like the gold standard in people's eyes. You yeah, know, there's just like yeah. this mis this misconception over yeah. massive, you know, what that what that title gives you.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. It just it just sort of a, it goes back to the 1960s. You know, yeah. like it yep. just goes back so long.
2: I think they're falling down. I think they're they're on their way down anyway, and uh, we all can only hope that. Uh, just give join FPC. Yeah, you know, yeah. Firearms
0: Policy Coalition. Yeah, give FPC money. Their printers are running out of paper from all yeah. the lawsuits that they're printing out and sending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those guys are are doing some serious work uh, in the United States, and NRA is just collecting money from all of us. So yeah,
3: well, I you agree. also have to remember that the while the NRA, you know publicly hasn't done as much the bruin case that was all nra money nyserpa is a part of nra Mm -hmm. yeah and yes while the nra is i I don't want to say outdated they started all of the gun lobbying they walked so fpc goa second amendment Mm -hmm. foundation could do what they do now yes
1: they're 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 incredibly important in the gun rights movement yes it's just in our current climate Mm -hmm. they need to do more and on top of that they need to get their house in order yeah, let's there's let's some trouble problems. They absolutely. need to get their house in order, and and then maybe we can go back to talking about the NRA. And I was and actually this. I was
0: actually on the phone because they used to call me every day at seven o'clock and ask me if I would donate money, mm-hmm. and I said I will be more than happy to donate money once I see some things starting to happen in New York for us. Yep. And the guy on the phone from the NRA said, "Well, New York's kind of a lost cause for the NRA at this point,"
2: <laughs> and I went, "Cool."
0: Don't Ooh, ask it, me for fucking money ever yeah, again. Yeah. I like, was say, is, that, gla- is that
1: a talking point on his? Uh... <laughs> glad we're on the same page here. Thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, and, but yet you're asking me for money.
1: All right. So I don't think so. <clears throat> I want to have a, a bit of a serious conversation and Good. I actually am glad yeah. the two of you are, are here because I, I've heard you guys talk about training a ton of times. I, we've talked about, you know, all kinds of different topics in terms of gear and things like that. So I was looking for just kind of stuff to talk about. And I found this article about basically how would you help a troubled loved one that owns guns? Uh, the article, I, I linked the article just because it's there. Um, it's not really, there wasn't much there. And then I followed that article to another one. It started talking about red flag laws and I was like, I'm out, you know, yeah, right. see, see you yeah. later. Uh, but the the gist of this particular article was they were giving suggestions on how you would talk to someone. And so the the one talking point was like, don't make it about the guns, make it about the person. And so this is a quote, I know these guns are important to you. I'm worried for your safety, for your life. I wonder if we could put them in storage for now or if we can change the combination on your safe until you're back to normal. And so that's really all I want to talk about with this article, but I thought we'd have a real conversation because you guys are around a lot of people who carry guns. Oh yeah. You you you're with people, you know, students. I'm sure you have a lot of friends. Keith and I are the same. And I started thinking about it and the biggest detriment to us as gun owners is when something goes awry with guns, whether it be a mass shooting, which, in my opinion, has a lot to do with mental illness and the fact that there isn't the adequate means to take care of people who have mental issues going on, along with the stigma. And then on top of that, there is the idea that people often just go on recognize and then commit suicide and those suicide numbers get lumped into the gun death yes, numbers.
3: It's like half of them, yeah, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's
1: more than that, I think. It's mm-hmm. a lot. And Keith, you'll probably look it up real quick while we're talking it. Right, Keith? Sure. And so anytime you're dealing with suicide, mass shootings, crime, it's going to affect us as legal gun owners. Correct. And so I, I don't know the answer with this because how do you tactfully tell someone, I really am worried about you because most people are going to get defensive.
3: Yeah, that is an extremely, extremely tricky walking on eggshells kind of thing because- I mean, the article, I think they summed it up best. you make it about the person, right? You need to let that person know, hey, I care about you. I'm worried about you. What's going on? And, you know, after you delve into their whatever they have going on, like, listen, I know you have some issues. I'm really worried about you and your behavior. Let me hold on to this for you. Or like, let me give it to like, you know, an FFL. FFL yeah, right. exactly. Let, let's put that away. I want to help you. That's really where you have to lead it in. Cause some people were awful proud of it. And if they hear that, like, oh, they're taking this from me because, you know, I'm whatever, that could also be a little bit of a trigger. As well. I do
1: think that it goes a, it would go a little further coming from another gun owner. In other yes. words, like in other words, you know I'm for guns. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take mm-hmm. your guns. I just want to make sure that right now you're not, you know, gonna make a bad decision that you're right. gonna, gonna right, right. regret or your family's mm-hmm. gonna regret. I mean, so yeah, in twenty
2: twenty one there was uh forty eight thousand eight hundred uh gun related deaths. Fifty-four percent of them or twenty-six thousand three hundred and twenty-eight were from suicide. So you're right. so yeah, just it's over half. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So we have um three students right now that we haven't seen in quite some time. And their names are Mike and Keith. Besides <laughs> them, that's that's <laughs> two. five students. We two. Have seen. All right, we'll make it five now. But no, um <laughs> Monday night I was heading down to Artemis to do our monthly Monday night there, formerly Blue Line um, Tactical Supply. Uh, and, I, and I texted these guys. One of them got back to me. He's been having some heart problems. Uh, he's been in and out of the hospital. But, you know, December he wants to get back into classes. Another one's wife passed away from breast cancer, a long battle that they were dealing with for, for two years. And a third one was having some financial issues with a job. And I said to all three of them, like, hey, I'm checking in on you guys. Make sure, like, hey, are you guys still alive? Like, joking around. And then when I heard from them what was going on, like, a couple of them called me. And I just said, look, if there's anything you need, if you just want to, you know, get together, go have a beer, you want to talk, you want to hang out, whatever it is, just give us a call. Like, I didn't even mention gun stuff. Yeah. I just want people to know that there's somebody out there that will listen to them, that there's somebody out there who's thinking about them, somebody out there that cares about them. Right. Right. I don't care if you come back into a class ever. Like if you're like, Hey, I got so many problems. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get back into a class. Okay. But how are you? Are you all right? Can we, can I help you in any way with anything? Like give people some contact. It's a lifeline. It's, yeah, it's the give, idea them, give them a content. Not even a lifeline. I hate using the word lifeline because it's like makes it feel like, hey, you're not going to kill yourself, are you? Yeah. It's it may not be that, but they just might need like, yeah, can you come over and help me move something out of the house, or hey, can you you know maybe loan me two hundred bucks to cover my electric bill, right. just something like let people know that you're there for them. Right. And that you're, even if you haven't heard from somebody in a while, I'm sure there's somebody, everybody out there's got that one person, like a friend they haven't heard from, call them, text
1: them, just have, say, hey, what's up? Have are you, either of you, you ever had to, you don't think of names, obviously, I wouldn't want to expect you to, but have you ever had to speak to a friend or a student, a gun owner, and say, like, hey, you know, are we okay here? Like, I'm a little worried. Like, has that ever been an issue or?
0: There's been people that have were going through divorces or bad breakups. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the one I've, I've said in the article. And I've suggested not for any reason that they would do anything, but there was years ago, one of our students was a fireman in Mount Vernon. He's going through a divorce. As soon as he served his wife with divorce papers, she accused
1: him of a gun.
0: he took his pistol, brought it over to the local gun store. They logged it into their FFL mm-hmm. books. And she, like three days later, filed a police report uh, that said on a date after he had surrendered the gun, she didn't know, that he threatened her with the gun. And the cops came to him and said, hey, where's this gun? And he goes, that's impossible. I turned the gun into the FFL like five days ago. And he still still lost his permit for five years. They still pulled his permit while the investigation was pending. Wow. It took him five years and something like 50 grand to get his pistol and his permit back just because in, and she even went back later after they were divorced and told the cops, yeah, I made that shit up, (laughs) but it still took him another three years.
2: That's crazy.
0: It's wild. And there was no accountability for her. No accountability. And I actually had another guy who was going through a child custody battle surrender a shotgun to me. And I put it on the books and I said, cool, it's mine now. He's like, I don't want it. You can have it. Uh, five days later, I get a call from uh, the sheriff's department saying, hey, do you have uh, a shotgun surrendered to you from this person? And I said, yeah, it's been here since X date. And they said, OK, well, his ex-wife filed a complaint that he threatened her with a shotgun the other day. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's impossible. I've had it for like three weeks now. And they unfortunately said, well, we need you to surrender that shotgun to us.
1: I think when it comes to the idea of someone who might be troubled or whatever, I think the big part is first, like recognizing possible situations. So you mentioned divorce, you know, heavier drinking than normal, anything like traumatic, right? Anything where someone is going through something that's not normal, That might be a situation where you want to at least have a conversation like, hey, like a check-in, right? Hey, Mm -hmm. you you okay? Everything all right? And then maybe, Sean, to your point, you just sort of bring up the whole like, you know, listen, we're all gun owners, but like maybe it's a good idea to kind of put them on the shelf for a minute. My only thing
0: is if you put somebody on the spot, like like let's say I notice you've been a little... Drinky lately, yeah. <laughs> and you've been late to things, and you've been a little angry about stuff. You kind of get pissed off a little, a little, little bit easier. Right. I'm not going to come up to you and be like, "Hey, Mike, man, you've been hitting the bottle a little hard lately, <laughs> haven't you? Right? right. right? I've noticed so you, you. You know, you you you're kind of angry all the time. Like, I'm not going to say that because what's what's going to happen? You're immediately going to sure. get on the defensive, of course. Yeah. And you're going to lock up. You're going to clam. You're going to close off. And the last thing you're gonna to wanna to hear is how I wanna come, you know, Pipe safeguard your guns. your guns. Yeah. Right. Somebody be like, hey man, so what's going on, man? How's life been treating you? Like make like a, a sort yes. of open ended and if they wanna talk, right? They'll talk. The if problem they don't wanna talk. The
1: problem is a lot of times that this this is if the If they problem. don't wanna
0: talk though, you're gonna push them further away yes, by so prying into their into their lives, yeah. which it sucks, but You know, I take a more like, Hey, what's going on, bud? How's life treating you? What, what, what you've been up to kind of approach to things.
1: What do you think, Keith, anything? I mean, in terms of this, how do you deal with this?
2: It it is a very, you know, I, I'll, uh, the analogy I'll give to it is I've, I think I've mentioned on there before. My, my father is, uh, getting up there in years and he still puts on a lot of miles a year. And Mm -hmm. I often think about, you know, a day where I have to have a conversation with him about not allowing him to drive anymore. And, uh, I I talked about this last time I was on too. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's very possible. It's, it's a very tough, delicate conversation. There is no textbook that any of us can give anybody on how to approach it. But, you know, being honest and having an open conversation about it is, is best of all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm close out with
3: one little thing. Like it's real like tricky. If you know, if you think someone's going through something, something simple as like a hand on a shoulder, a hug, like, are you okay? Yeah. That, like something yeah. simple, yeah. like something human small connection. like that can make it's human it, connection. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that's another thing too, Keith, kind of, kind of going to what you're saying is, and Ben, you kind of said it before too. If you put someone in the defense where they feel like you're attacking them, that's yes. not going anywhere. Makes it worse. But but if if you come from a place of like I genuinely am concerned, mm-hmm. I, I care yeah. about you, and I am yeah. concerned. Or even, I'm not I'm not trying to. Dude, even if you
0: even if you come to somebody like, hey man, how you been doing? And they're like, okay, yeah, like just be like, yeah man, my fucking wife's driving me fucking crazy. Like even if it's not, it's relatable. It's right, it something kinda, that they may they may go, yeah, mine too. You're yeah. not going to believe this shit. Like something to kind of open that door a little bit. Right. Yeah, or like, yeah. oh, my fucking boss, man. I want to fucking strangle this guy. I swear to God, I want to bash the skull in with a bat. I say and that be all like, the time. And then they may be like, yeah, I've been thinking about shooting that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 yeah, I heard that shit, though. Come here a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Undomesticated.
3: Yeah. I know what
1: happens. <laughs> yeah, just, Throat strike. All right, so that that was a little bit of a heavier conversation. That that was a little heavy, but it's it's
3: important, man.
0: It It is really really important. As gun owners, we're responsible. So for more than just ourselves,
1: (laughs) I I wanted to get that kind of out there because I do think it's important. And if there's someone out there listening and you are having problems, you know, speak to someone, talk to a friend. It it is really important, right? Because bottom line is, you got to do what you got to do to make sure you safeguard yourself. So. I don't want to end on that note. I want to end something a little lighter. So uh, I found this and actually sent this to you, Keith. Uh, I don't know if you watched the video, but it was friggin' hilarious. Uh, I did this, this deer crashing into this truck. So give us. the I rundown. thought you wouldn't be
2: interested in it. This is another one where I had read it as
1: well, and I was like, ah, he won't like this. I one. saw it. I saw it in the news, and I saw the deer flying across the driveway, and I was like, a, what? It,
2: so uh, yeah, I mean, we uh, get done with that conversation, and you, uh, you know, are gonna uh, have me try to bring it back to some levity here, but. <laughs> I guess uh, the there was a guy who uh, in New Jersey, Ben. This one wasn't in Australia, and uh, he, he put it. He put his uh, Silverado up for sale on Facebook Marketplace, and literally, it's if you can, if you're not driving or when you get done driving, stop and look at the video. Go to the show notes and and click the link. Um, you have to watch the video. The guy that is a potential buyer is literally pulling up. You can see him pulling up in the video while this buck runs and jumps over another car and lands into the side bed of the pickup truck and then lands into the bed, shakes it off, jumps out, and runs off.
1: Denting the truck, by the way. Well, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the and guy road. did, the guy did buy the truck <laughs> the value he, dropped right he there. Got, he got a little bit of a, a little yeah. discount on it. If you're listening, the links are in the show notes. It is worth the watch. I've never, I've seen deer jump high and I've seen deer jump far. This, this thing, thing sailed. It looked like someone shot it out of a cannon. I mean, I mean they <laughs> got a,
2: they got a still shot of this thing stretched out, like laid <laughs> out, you know, it's bonkers. I, it almost looks like oh. after what happens after you shoot one, like <laughs> yeah. you remember, you remember my Ultima, that I had.
0: I don't So I, I, I bought my Altima from a dealership over in Wappingers and we took it out for a test drive and I didn't know and the I guess the the sales guy didn't know they still had the windshield wiper covers on. Oh
3: <laughs> no. So
0: we hit on Route 9 down by Fishkill probably doing about 65 miles an hour. And as I'm driving, I go. So how much was the sticker price on this? And he goes, eighty five hundred. And as I, as soon as he says eighty five hundred, this fucking windshield wiper covers fly off. And he goes, yeah, you know, eight thousand. <laughs> 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 and I go, well, let's keep driving, see how much shit falls off, see <laughs> what else falls off, right?
1: That's amazing. That's all right, cool. well, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank There's your
0: high note, motherfuckers. All That's
1: of our awesome. listeners for tuning in, and a very special thanks to Sean and Ben for hanging out with us and chopping it up be Be sure to head over to to Onsite Firearms Training to check out all their upcoming courses if anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation feel free to reach out to us on Instagram Twitter Discord or Spotify and let your voice be heard